This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're gonna see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Yeah, baby. Saturday, October 15, 2011, we are here live, the Cigar Authority, live at the first ever New England Cigar Expo in Providence, Rhode Island. Here we are. This is the um, Dunkin' Donuts Center, right? Yes, it is. We're drinking Starbucks because we couldn't even find a Dunkin' Donuts around here, so we're having <laughs> Starbucks at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Hey, if you want to come down, this is the first ever New England Cigar Expo in Providence, Rhode Island. Come on down. You can buy tickets here. I think they're 150 Tickets are 150. You get over 20 cigars. Yeah. Oh, here's the information. The uh, Rhode Island Convention Center in Providence. If you're looking it up online, it's NewEnglandCigarExpo.com. Oh, the Dunkin' Donuts Center is right next door. Is That's that what it. it is? All right. Okay, right. Funny next... about the Dunkin' Donuts Center. They don't serve Dunkin' Donuts No, coffee. it's Starbucks, which is better <laughs> anyway, I think. So anyway, uh, not Mr. Chuck. Chuck is here, Mr. Jonathan, and I am David Groffalo. This is the Cigar Authority, and we have to, first off, say hello, a special hello to our Rhode Island affiliate. We have not done a show here on Rhode Island in in the past year. We have WARL, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, does, it, does this mean our signal comes through stronger because we're closer? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> so uh, say hello to yeah. everybody that's listening. We are, uh, we are broadcasting live on WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, and once again, a shout-out to WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And why listen live when you can catch our live video streaming on thecigarauthority.com. We are also podcasted on podbean.com, and you can catch us on iTunes. And officially, starting in two weeks, we have... The cigar station that we'll be broadcasting on on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings from 11 to 1. Yes, day and night. Day and night, baby. On Sunday, the cigarstation.com. We're going, we're going Kid Cuddy on you. We talk, we interviewed them a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Cigar Station is a 24-hour station, um, music station, basically, Correct. for cigar lounges. Internet radio, like yes. Internet radio, and now uh, they're going to pick up our show, which is great, uh, every uh, Sunday from... 11 to 1. Night, day or night, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's cool. We are uh, rocking and rolling, baby. And uh, you can catch us, uh, all our broadcasts, all in one convenient spot at thecigarauthority.com. That you can. So first cigar of the day, let's uh, pass out a cigar. Um, this show here officially starts at 2 o'clock. So we're doing the show here from 12 to 2, so as we're we're doing this show, everybody's setting up and getting ready for all the people to come. Both, both of them are setting up. Yeah. No one shows up on yeah, time we, for these things. We, we came early, but um, 
I would say early is a bit of an understatement for what we did. We were here at like 9.30. Well, we had to get ready for the radio show, and we're early to begin with anyway. We'll so look, we set up in 10 minutes, look, and we've been driving around, around since then. Looking for a liquor store at 9.30 a.m. <laughs> There's not one liquor store in Providence, Rhode Island, open at 9.30. Yeah, Dave tells me this morning, I'm like, wait, hang on, that's the center right there. He's like, no, 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 we got to go make a stop. And I'm like, we're in Rhode Island. Do you know someone here? No, no, no. We need to go pick up some Everclear. I'm like, what? Well, what is moonshine? Everclear? Moonshine. It turns out you can't buy it in New Hampshire anymore. You can't buy it in Massachusetts. The only 190 place... proof alcohol or something. You can't even drink the stuff straight. It'll kill you. So the only place to get it is over here. And the, why do we want it? You want it because you can't get it. All right. That's why I wanted it. As soon as he told me we couldn't have it where we live, I instantly wanted to buy myself some. It's like a Cuban cigar. Yeah, you, but you I don't only want, want it. I used to, but after listening to you guys, I'm, I, I have no interest. Now, believe it or not, I have to get it from my mother who... Uh, has makes, a problem. She, she has lots of problems. <laughs> I'm one of them. But uh, she has a, a problem getting the stuff, and she needs it to make her limoncello. So Which have, is phenomenal. Yep. So uh, she says, pick me up four gallons uh, while you're there. So we're gonna have <laughs> Which to is it. where one of the problems comes in. Does she drink it all herself? She drinks every day. <laughs> that explains her happiness. It's true. Um, so anyway, the first cigar we're smoking today, uh, with no band on it, I wanted you to uh, have a sample of it, see what you think. You use, want to use you utes, use guys. I want to try some. Try what a Dos Ombre box press cigar tastes like. I was going to say before it's box press. This tastes a little square to me, yet it's round. This is the box press cigar in a round version. Before is it go. actually box press? Because it doesn't come in a box. It is not actually box pressed. It, it comes in a bundle. It, they put in a tray and then they flatten the cigars within a tray. They fill up the tray and they move on. So there is no box press cigars. They're all done. The, the original box pressed was a cigar, a round cigar, squeezed into a box, put aside for a long period of time, and then becomes a box press cigar. There is no none of those to exist anymore. Really? So every box press is really not a box press. Not even a company like Padron, where their, nope. their cigars are sometimes... Uh, no, I, I was in the factory in Nicaragua watching them making, uh, making Padron cigars. Every cigar we had while we were in the factory was round. And I said, where do you do the box pressing? Where do you press these things? And they do it in the U.S. So they ship them into the U.S. round, and then they press them when they get to the United States. Very interesting. So... Uh, and and the, did the cigar taste any different? It was just weird. It's weird. Uh, you know, used to a certain flavor of a cigar and a feel of it. Here is a Dos Ombre box press round. What does a Padron taste like? It tastes like this. Square. Different. Yeah, it tastes <laughs> square. So anyway, it's, uh, and we're waiting for all the different manufacturers to come in and uh, pull some of their cigars. I know later on we're going to have Kurt Kendall. From 724 Cigars, he's also uh, the guy that has twin cigars up in New Hampshire, and uh, we have to come all the way here to Rhode Island to meet up with him and uh, have a cigar on the air, and uh, he's, a, he's a shy type of guy, but uh, I asked if he'll come on, and he said he will. First thing he said was, uh, no, I'm yeah, not a radio guy. I'm not a radio guy. <laughs> then we talked him into it, and I said, good, because I already had you figured in here. <clears throat> Yo, first ever Cigar Expo here in Providence, Rhode Island. Way bigger than last year's Cigar Expo, yeah, by the way. Yeah, because there wasn't way one. Way bigger. So it is way bigger. Brandon Solomon, uh, uh, who hopefully we can uh, get on the show while, we, while we're doing it here. I have not seen him at all, to tell you the truth. Um, he has he, minions. 
Yes. He has lots of them. Millions of minions. Um, he owns Cigar Masters in Boston. Also, does a Cigar Masters as we were driving around. We saw it. It's right down the street from where we are here in yes. Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, he decided that he was going to do not the Rhode Island Cigar Expo, but the New England Cigar Expo and try to get um, different people. So we have some some uh, cigar owner, store owners from Massachusetts, from Rhode Island, Connecticut. He opened uh, up, uh, I believe, in 1996. May of 96, he opened the first Cigar Masters. That's right. That's right. Um, and that was on Newberry Street in Boston. Later on, they moved. They moved, and we'll get them on. It'll tell us all about that. Um, lots of different cigar companies that are here. I have a list well, here. While somewhere. you're looking, yeah. his, his concept for Cigar Masters is, is unique. Uh, he wants you to be able to enjoy a cigar in a very comfortable environment. So it doesn't have a... Um, and that's what I've been doing wrong, because our whole thing was for you to be very uncomfortable when you come into our place. <laughs> we want you uncomfortable and uh, get your stuff and get the hell out of it. But no, seriously. Well, you know, you want to be able to kick back, and, you know, there's not a lot of places except your own home if, where you're going to kick back, have a cigar, enjoy a drink, be able to lounge on the couch, watch TV. You know, you go to a cigar shop and you can get some of that. You go to a cigar bar, and it's got a kind of sporty kind of feel to it. His Cigar Masters, you kind of go in, and the couches are comfortable. The TVs are big. Yeah, beautiful the, girls. The girls are pretty. Yeah, he's got it going on. Good drinks, uh, good selection of drinks, not y- your normal stuff. The beers are spectacular. Yes, some uh, great beers uh, on Micro tap. Microbrew stuff, too. Yeah, real, yeah. real good stuff. Uh, I go there, and I say, pick me out one, because uh, they always have something different there. Uh, they also have that one in Worcester. Right, Jason, uh, you mean running that one uh, in Worcester, Mass. So Cigar Masses, they're the ones that put it on, and uh, they reach the hand out to uh, a lot of the different cigar stores in New England to jump in and help out and uh, be part of it. And uh, it was very, very nice of him to offer that. And we are here and uh, with bells on, and uh, we're loving it. I, uh, I like this kind of stuff. We're expecting about 700, 800 people today. We'll see what ends up happening. As I say, this thing is uh, opening up at 2 o'clock to the public. So we're here at the early stages as people are setting up. They're bringing the boxes in, uh, hustle and bustle around here, and we'll see what's happening. The cigar in the background, you'll hear the... Uh, uh, Rhode Island's uh, finest going by. Absolutely. So, oh, by the way, we are not in the convention center. We are outside the convention center. Now, yeah. we're supposed to be inside the convention center, but at the very last minute, they decided you can't smoke out inside, right? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know that necessarily last minute it was decided. There was something about permits that were that were pulled, and someone in the Rhode Island higher ups, what do you call them, uh, the Congress or States people, whoever it is, said, yeah, you can have the permit that gets pulled. And then last minute they say, oh, oh, we thought you were talking about something else. Smoking? Yeah, yeah you can't. That's no, evil. You can't, you evil. can't smoke inside. No. So we heard this morning, of course you can't smoke inside Right. from the people putting on the whatever. So anyway, we're outside. It turned out to be a lovely day. Thank God it, it turned did. out to be yeah. beautiful as it is. Um, lots of div- different cigars that are going to be here today. Uh, Drew Estates is bringing in the Big Juicy. 
I haven't seen that cigar. This is their newest release, a fruit-flavored, infused Nicaraguan tobacco cigar. Rocky Patel's folks are here. Uh, I don't know what cigar they're bringing, but they're here. Casa Magna, Nicaraguan cigar um, with a lot of spice. They're here. Folks from Flor Dominicana, I just saw them walk by. They're here. Uh, as we said, uh, Kurt Kendall from 724, he's here, and we're going to bring him on and smoke his cigars in just a little while. My father's cigars, Don Papin Garcia, uh, they're bringing the uh, Jaime Garcia in. Jeremy Sewers will be here. Uh, nice. we'll, we'll bring him on. Jeremy actually started with Cigar Masters. Oh, uh, all right. Rocky Patel, who is um, uh, Max Bickler, who's going to be representing them, he started with Cigar Masters. Very interesting. So this is where they started their career. And uh, they're, they're going to be here for him, so that's nice. Uh, Perdomo Cigars, we have... Um, Roy Kirby representing Perdomo Cigars today. Uh, Roy started out actually with us. That he did. Smoke shop. Over in Seabrook. Yep. La Aurora. Uh, they're having the uh, 1495 is going to be. And Nesta Miranda's Art Deco from Miami Cigar is going to be represented. I actually haven't even smoked that cigar, so hopefully we'll get a chance to taste that. El Tiante, Louis Tiant, famous Red Sox baseball player. Um, his cigar is going to be represented here today. Um, Which is made by Don Pepin, if I'm not mistaken. The new one is. He's gone through different manufacturers over the years, and I'll tell you, I'm glad he changed it. The last one, I really didn't like it. And um, this time, it's made by Don Pepin. Garcia, uh, I would imagine a fuller-bodied cigar. I haven't uh, had the pleasure of smoking that. Maybe we'll get a chance to smoke that. Uh, that'll be here. And the folks from San Latano, A.J. Fernandez, um, they have uh, some representative here today uh, representing their brand. Uh, really uh, nice cigars. Uh, hopefully we get a chance to try that. So those are cigar brands that are going to be here, along with different restaurant tours around the area, uh, fine, uh, fine drinks. Uh, so if you get a chance and you want to come down and be part of the festivities, it starts at 2 o'clock. There's plenty of time. Get in the car, even if you're coming from New Hampshire. You're coming from Massachusetts. There's still plenty of time. Plenty of time to do it. Make your way down. This is the Rhode Island Convention Center in Providence, Rhode Island. You want more information, go to NewEnglandCigarExpo.com. If you're listening to the show, I'm telling you it's good. Come on down. Just make your way down here. And, uh, it's officially been endorsed by the Cigar Authority, or we wouldn't be here. Well, we wouldn't be here. It's uh, starting at 2 o'clock, and it's going on till 7 o'clock. We got here early. We're making our way around Providence. I haven't been here in a long time. Looks like fabulous restaurants around here. Yeah, obviously the first thing you noticed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, we're going to hit uh, a little something uh, to eat on the way home, probably. It's actually pretty, it's just pretty awesome that we made it here because typically when, when driving with David Garofalo, you're both driving the car because Dave looks for things that are important to him, like restaurants and restaurants and, oh, there's a donut shop. He doesn't look for things like pedestrians and cars turning in They're front of, of my you. business. And None of my business at all. Red lights. So that's a warning. When you ever get in the car with Dave, you want to be vigilant as a passenger. He does not believe in no backseat driving. He insists upon it. How about the speed bump right in the middle middle of the street? I thought my head hit the ceiling. I did hit the ceiling. Didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. Neither did you. No, I did see it. I just could not believe that you didn't see it. Really? What am I going to say while we're in the air? Maybe no, you should, you should have told me before. Whoops, well, speed bump here. It's coming up. How could you not see it? You it were mentioning the size of a car. Towards the end, you were mentioning the red lights in advance and stuff. I noticed that. 
<laughs> you weren't doing it at I the got, beginning. You I were got, catching on. I think you I got, got it. I got a little sharper as we uh, as we came around. So anyway, uh, uh, politics. We have uh, the, the guy running the show here today, running the event, is Buddy Cianci. You know Buddy Cianci. He was the uh, Twice mayor of Providence, uh, he did a, he did a little time, a couple times between tours, between uh, between <laughs> vacations at, at the in the clink, uh, and when he we, he got out after doing time, he ran for mayor, won again. People like him. Apparently, he's a likable guy. I guess we'll see. Hopefully, we get him on. I'd like to talk to him That'd and ask him. Uh, some I'm, I'm un- actually, uncomfortable questions. I don't really think I want to ask him some uncomfortable questions. And looking at his bio, it, it kind of looks like he might be a gangster. And speaking of gangsters, Sopranos. we got some Sopranos folks that are, that are here from the uh, TV show. Hopefully we get them on. So it's the who's who anyway here in, in Rhode Island. We'll see who, who's around. Maybe we'll uh, we'll uh, bring on some consumers. We'll see Uncle uh, Junior walk by and be like, hey, Uncle June, come over here. Have a seat. Well, what's going to happen is they, they're setting up during this show, and then right after the show we're going to take about a half-hour break or so, and then we're going to start the show up again, which will be a recorded show that we'll play at a later date. October 29th. I believe that's when we are playing it, yes. Uh, so that's when the show will actually play, and that's probably when we'll get most of the interviews, I would imagine. But if, if they happen to come by, we're winging it. We're winging the shows because uh, we don't know who's going to come on. So uh, we'll While see. you were parking the car, I was having an interesting conversation. Parking the car. With, uh, I believe her name is Amanda. She's kind of the, the head honcho here. And uh, you were, I walk Jessica? in. Jessica? Is it Jessica? Yeah. Whatever her name is. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. So... She was uh, bringing us to where we were going to be set up inside and telling me about how, you know, there's no cigar smoking inside, but I had to leave my cigar outside. So she says on the thing, and I say, okay, so we're planning on lighting up uh, about six cigars over the course of four hours. So you got clearance for us to do it, right? And she says, no, 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 but you can run the show inside. And I said, well, and I unfolded the, the thing, and I said, see how it says the cigar authority? We must be smoking cigars in order to have a radio show. Well, that's not true, because there's a lot of radio shows, cigar radio shows that are out there. This is what she said. She came back, and she mentioned some other ones, and I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. We're not going to fake it. We actually have an HD camera where you can see Yeah. that I'm pulling on a cigar. It's really lit. I actually am talking about the flavors. I'm not making this stuff up. And so, therefore, we really? must smoke. You really taste those flavors. You're yes. not making them up. I am not making it up. I promise you I'm really tasting them. Green so, beans, almondine. Yes, that happened once. Okay. Or six times. Yeah. So, it was decided that we had to move the show outside. So, we're outside along with all the vendors where we want to be. We want to be with our people. We want to be where the action That's is, baby. That's it. You put us in the other room with the food, which wasn't a bad idea. No, we're right next to the food. Right. That would have been nice. But I, you're not going to light up a wing, I don't think. You know, I don't think they'll let you smoke wings. No, smoke inside. wings. You so w- what they do is, I guess, people are going to come out here and they're going to see the vendors and smoke cigars. There's a little living room area over here, another cocktail area uh, further on. Maybe we should call the police while they're doing the whole catering thing because they're going to have sternos burning underneath the food. Which and there's, there are actually hazardous chemicals in the sterno. It says right on it that you should not be exposed to this for an extended period of time. That it's actually against federal and state laws to use this product in a way that it's unintended because it's poisonous. So you can't, like, huff it or any of that. Not, not that I'm into that. Yeah. But, but you can't smoke an all-natural cigar. Just a rolled-up leaf. Yeah. It's very baffling. And 
the uh, fire extinguishers. They're all over the place. Every column you see over here, outdoors. I didn't the, even see that. In the cement area. That, that, everywhere you go. Because we're going to be outside smoking, smoking cigars. cigars. And, you know, if you try to, to, to do whatever you can to try to cause a fire right now, you couldn't do it. It's all cement and glass out here. There's you, nothing else. You what can't could even burn? Get, you can't even, when you put a flame to the cigar, it's 72% humidity. You can't get it to catch on fire. Right. I think Bear Grylls would have a hard time starting a fire with an ember from a cigar. I'm just saying. Oh, and this is it. And this and this is the problem we have. And being right out in the open, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for people to start coming by and saying, you're outside smoking cigars. I hate it or whatever. But uh, there's going to be, you know, can you imagine 700 people out here a little later on? Mm, yeah, that's going to be quite a cloud of smoke. It's going to be a lot of smoke. I'm looking. Is it bad of me that I secretly hope there's a window open above us and someone's going to really, really be breathing this in? Looking forward to it. Looking forward to some trouble. Looking forward to trouble. Oh, yeah. another thing that happened. I don't, I'm not sure if you were aware of this, but in the state of Rhode Island, you cannot smoke a cigar under a tent. So oh, while we were because setting we up, had a little canopy over just us. Just a canopy because the laptops will overheat if the sun is beating down on them. You yeah. know, they're electronic products. So we bring a tent with us now since we learned the lesson both times that I said we should bring a tent. You said, no, we don't need a tent. Then we right. fried. Remember yeah. those times? Yeah. Okay, so we bring the tent. Right. And we're in a state where you're not allowed to smoke a cigar in a freaking tent. Yeah, we, we set up outside and we put this little tent around us. And they said, yeah, you, you actually can't smoke cigars in the tent. So Mr. Jonathan said, well, we're going to change the name. We're going to call it a canopy. How about that? And the guy looked at you funny, so he yeah. said, all right, we'll, t we'll take it he down. He just basically was just going to walk away and let us deal with the law enforcement. So, which you know we'd get arrested for it. Which, Crazy What things. would be better than getting arrested on the show? That would be, we could use the advertisement. Huh? That would be some free advertisement. And maybe we'd get another listener or two. The best thing would be when the judge that would says, make four. Mr. Jonathan, really? That's your name? That's what's on the docket? Yeah, Mr. Jonathan. Is it, is it on your license, Mr. Almost. Jonathan? I'm this close. Yeah, yeah. I'm this close. <laughs> yeah, Ed would bail me out sometime this week. <laughs> he, uh, when he was, we went to the Smith Fest uh, that we had, he went up to them and uh, he had a sign in and they said, what's your name? And he said, Mr. Jonathan. And the lady looks at him and says, what's your first name? And he said, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and they get really pissy at you. They got. They get so angry. The saving grace was two seconds after be ready to be thrown out. Fred Smith walks in and goes, "Oh, Mr. Jonathan, you made it!" And the whole room was like, "Ah, that is really his name." We're not going to have an incident. Yeah, that is really Wrong. his name. If I'm here, there'll be an incident. So uh, later on, I want to get into. Um, you know, we're going to hopefully have Buddy Cianci, who's a cigar smoker. Uh, I want to talk about other cigar smokers uh, in politics because they make these uh, political things of uh, you can't smoke, you can't do this, you can't do that. And uh, the politicians themselves, a lot of them are cigar smokers, uh, presidents of the United States, most of them, actually. And I get a list of uh, all the presidents who smoked and what they smoked. Most of them smoke cigars, but other, other, some of them smoke, smoke other cigarettes. Things. Some of them chew tobacco. One absolutely. Of the, I, one of their wives chewed tobacco. We'll get into that. That's an interesting story. Oh, absolutely true. All right, so uh, we got lots coming up. We'll get into the po politicians uh, and uh, the prom different promotions that's going on here and, and all that more. We are here live in Rhode Island at the Providence 
Convention Center. This is the New England Cigar Expo. If you want to come down, the doors open for everybody at 2 o'clock. And then uh, there will be about seven, 800 people smoking at the same time here outside of the Convention Center. The food's inside, and it's going to be a great time. When you can get that many uh, cigar folks together, it's guaranteed to be a great time. So make your way down. We're here till 12 o'clock on the show, and then we'll do another show right after. Right now, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, uh, we'll see who we can get. Uh, definitely Kurt Kendall I see him from standing by right over there in our green room. Yeah, that's our, that's our green room over there. <laughs> Mr. DeFilippo's here. So it's a party. There's a party, a party going on. This is the party before the party, baby. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, all that and more. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke show visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican 
Corojo binder and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, Super Premium Vodka, Russian Reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. We're back here live at the Rhode Island Convention Center. This is the New England Cigar Expo. If you want to come down, the show starts at 2 o'clock. Make your way down here. There's 20 different cigar vendors. It's going to be a real good time. They're expecting seven to 800 people. You want to hang out with cigar smokers, have a good time. Today is the day. It's a beautiful day here outside. We're right outside the convention center. Come down, say hi, and uh, see everybody, including Kurt Kendall from 724 Cigars. As far Kurt- as I'm concerned, the party started. Right now. That's right. 
and uh, I have to come all the way here to Rhode Island to see my friend here from New Hampshire, right five exits up from us at Twins, and Kurt has his own brand, 724. It's been out for a little over a year now. Doing good? It's doing real well. It's actually been out uh, two years. Two years. We uh, just introduced a new series this year, the uh, 1874 series, which uh, was the year that the uh, man started manufacturing 724. Oh, that's where it came from? Yep. Okay. So, and, and this is a fuller-bodied? Well, I think it's a fuller-bodied cigar. Okay. I'm getting a little mixed uh, reviews on the uh, body and taste, but uh, everyone seems to have a little different opinion on it. All right. Should we go into that, or should we smoke the old standby that I love, the regular 724? Why don't you take the standby, and I'll be the guinea pig, and I'll go for the, the, uh, the big boy. Chuck, where do you want to go? You want to go for the lighter one or the stronger one? Oh, uh, you're lightweight. For those of you who couldn't tell, that's Chuck crying. You know, I, I smoke the regular 724 all the time, so I have smoked this once. I'm going to go for it now because I gotta, we're chain smoking today for sure. What do you think? Go, for, go. I, I, I'm going to be all right, it. right? Yeah, you'll be all right. It's really not that strong. It's got a lot of flavor, a lot of body to it, but it's very smooth. It's uh, almost a puro. But it has an Indonesian binder. It's now made in Nicaragua. Uh, it's got a Habano wrapper from uh, Jalapa. And uh, I think it's a little spicier when I'm smoking inside because you could uh, get the benefits of the aroma. Well, that's now a that nice I'm... little dig for smoking outside. Nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got we got stuck smoking outside, but hey, let's. Uh, we got let's... the weather on our side. We won't complain too much. Yeah, a little windy if you're hearing. Uh, the wind behind us, uh, there's nothing we can do about it, but uh, let's fire it up. I'm using a Zycar uh, Jet Flame lighter, that uh, my regular inside lighter. I'm used to smoking indoors all the time. I know most of you folks out there, you smoke outdoors all the time. Not me. I'm always smoking indoors. We're lucky having the cigar stores, you know, smoking. I know. You're going to have a hard time with that. See, I have both. I have oh. a CANH lighter for indoor smoking. Oh, it actually works pretty good outside. Okay. Then I have my Zycar as well. Okay. While we're uh, mentioning the CANH, that's the Cigar Association of New Hampshire, and we have a great group of uh, New Hampshire retailers that get together once a month, and we try to uh, hold back the legislators from uh, putting us out of business. Uh, I think every state should do that. Rhode Island should have done it. Maybe we could have been smoking indoors today, but... Uh, <laughs> They're certainly not together yet, and they should. And we have Glenn Loop from um, CRA, Cigar Rights of America. He's here. We'll bring him on later on and talk to him about what's going on and what you all can do to uh, help us help you, because that's what it's about. Help me help you. That's what it's about. <laughs> so, all right, tell us 724, an old, old brand that a lot of people may remember the name, uh, you know, see the old ads and stuff, because they certainly put a lot of ads out in those days. They did. Uh, so they started in New Hampshire? Started in New Hampshire. What I understand is the original address was 724 Elm Street, Manchester, New Hampshire. Manch Vegas, baby. Yeah. Yeah, right in Vegas. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it started... Uh, as a small manufacturing and retail s store. and uh, It started as a store. Yep, it started as a store. And uh, they manufactured cigars and sold them in the store. Uh, there's, there's a little more history I'm learning every week being living in New Hampshire because I get a lot of old-timers or people that worked in the factory, their fathers worked there. No, no so kidding. Constantly new stories, new facts that I'm learning. But uh, 
it started there in 1874, and uh, I believe right around 1900, they built the uh, seven-story factory that's still standing today. Huge factory. If you've ever been there and, you know, you see the fading right. uh, words on the side of the building. And uh, I always I always thought that was uh, all the production or the factory, but what I'm learning now is there were several buildings, several city blocks. They had over 350 rollers, and they claimed to be the largest manufacturer of 10-cent cigars in the world. I understand by 1925, they were manufacturing between 50 and 80 million cigars a year. Holy God. Wow. So that you can understand what that handmade cigars, 50 to 80 million the, the whole production right now for the U.S. is probably about 250 million. So they, they were basically 25% of every cigar sold in the United States. That's an impressive fact. Holy yeah, God. I'm falling a little New short of those numbers now. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm hopefully uh, from, from your lips to God's ears that uh, someday it ends up being crazy like that. But they're not 10 cent cigars anymore. No, they're not. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, a little bit of inflation and uh, cost of uh, raw materials. Now, Unfortunately, they're a little more. Now, I've seen you know uh, people moving production, believe it or not, into uh, the people at uh, Casa Fernandez, moving production into Miami, going into making Miami cigars again. Don Pepin did it years ago. Gloria Cubana started out that way. You think there could ever be a 724 made in New Hampshire? Well... I don't know. I, I don't foresee that right no? now. No, okay. I don't see it. Just looking for a scoop here, you know, trying to yeah. get something in case, get your wheels moving or, or uh, get something out of you. No? No. No productions? No well, productions. Well, we don't have new news to report. We just make up stuff and right. push it in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was saying it. I heard it somewhere, that the yeah, production. That, that, oh, was, that was you. Me. Oh, that was me. You started that rumor <laughs> that you're reporting on. Okay. Uh, it would be cool, but, you know, because of the, the high costs of um, labor. Yeah, the, the labor costs. So Nicaraguans are willing to work in Nicaragua a lot cheaper than they are in the United oh, yeah. States. I can't get anybody from Miami to move to New Hampshire either. So right, too cold? That's where it's yeah. too cold. A lot of the uh, rollers that live down that way uh, don't want anything to do with New Hampshire. Now, uh, because we're in New Hampshire, we know the brand, and you know we've, we've seen lots of the ads and things like that, but you're finding this all over the country? You're selling this everywhere, right? We are. We're selling it all across the country, including uh, Hawaii. Uh, Including Hawaii. We're as far out in California. You're going to have to take a trip this winter and make yeah, sure they're doing that all right. That, yeah. that must be tough to do an event out in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, man, i got to go sell my cigars in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> and write nice, everything off. Yeah, a little right. write off. But, uh, yeah, I anticipate uh, this winter doing some traveling. I'm heading to Texas in about two weeks. And uh, I have several uh, brokers, independent brokers, out selling the cigar and showing it. And we're getting a lot of uh, reorders. So. The cigar, originally I was getting, I know a lot of people in the business, so they were giving me some uh, courtesy orders, what I call. Sure. And uh, since then, the cigar has stood up on its own, and uh, I've gotten a lot of reorders. Where, uh, so that really is the game. I mean, almost anybody will say yes initially. They, they're your friend, you know, yeah, of course I'll try it. And then someone gets on the cigar, and that's that's exactly. the real litmus test yeah. is the reorder. Like anything, you can sell anything once, but uh, the product actually is pretty good. So it's been, uh, if, if retailers get behind it and uh, they get it in people's hands, they will continue to buy it. Yeah, it, ne it needs a little push from the retailer because it, you, you obviously doesn't don't have the ad budget that the big manufacturers right. have. 
So I'll tell you, I, I am not finding it all that much powerful. I was a little nervous because it's early yeah. in the day. I'm going to smoke a lot of cigars. But it's full flavored, a lot going on in, in flavor here for sure. But it, it's not kicking no, me. No, it's not kicking me. Yeah. No, there's a little, there's a little bit of sweetness kind of, uh, I would say, maybe like a nougat kind of flavor going on in there in yeah. the back. I find that with that Indonesian binder, it tends to give it a little sweetness uh, with a lot of flavor. I didn't want to eliminate anyone from buying this cigar. So I wanted to use the entire market of cigar smokers. So it's smooth enough that a guy that likes um, mild to medium-bodied cigars like, but uh, it's also enough flavor to satisfy the people that like medium to full-bodied. So. Sure. You know, I, I, one of your sizes on your regular line, Dog Walker. Love it. Love the whole concept of it because it's it's been said so many times that, you know, I just need a little cigar, a little Dog Walker right. type cigar said, and then all of a sudden there it is as a retailer. You've heard it a hundred times, so you say, well, here it is. It's, exactly. It's just exactly what you asked for, and the that, Dog Walker. That cigar was actually a mistake. Uh, this is the new Londres, which is uh, one of the newer sizes. And also the original size that uh, 724 was famous for. And when I manufactured this cigar, I wanted what I now call a closed foot. So the wrapper leaf comes over the end of the cigar. Okay. And when you light it, you get the benefits of... Uh, Extra wrapper on the, the light. Yeah, the wrapper. Nice. So when I had ordered the cigar, I ordered it, uh, being the gringo that I am and not knowing all the terminology, as a shaggy foot. So when the cigars came in, the wrapper was three-quarters of an inch up the uh, end of the cigar, and it was the filler and binder was exposed. So I had 7,000 cigars, roughly, and uh, I didn't know what I was going to do with them, so we cut them down, and uh, I'm smoking them. I'm really liking By them. By hand. By hand. And, uh, so you had your guys at the, at the shop We did cut some cutters. there, and we did actually have, well, we got half the production sent, and uh, the other half was still in Honduras. They cut the other ones, uh, repackaged them. I sold the original dog walkers out of our retail stores, and that's how the dog walker came about. I was always I called them dog walkers, you know, as I sold cigars to uh, retail customers over the years. Yeah. And I said, well, we got a dog walker, so that's and how that's it came it. about. Sticks and very popular. Very popular. Yeah, yeah we just I, introduced I think that's the, the best one for us. Here. Yeah, it is the best selling in New England. You need something that's going to be a little right. quicker. Yeah. Just, the weather can change that quickly. Now the uh, we also introduced a, a new six by sixty this year, and uh, it actually we call it the Gagger. Yeah. And, uh, the original name. <laughs> the guy calls him as it is. That's it. That's how that's how you've always been. You say it the way it is, right? Well, it originated from uh, Rhode Island. I was introduced to uh, the Hot Wieners over in. We saw how we were and Dave made fun of the sign in fact, <laughs> I was hearing people calling them gagas, and I'm like, what the hell is a gaga? I'm like, oh. So I tried them one time after uh, a few beverage refreshments, and uh, they were great going down, but they were horrible the next few hours <laughs> and the next morning. But anyways, as I was uh, introducing the 724 into uh, Rhode Island, a lot of people were at, they want big ring gauges here. Yeah. Everybody wants a 60 plus. My God. I didn't have one to offer, and uh, so I kind of uh, 
named it after uh, Rhode Island with the Gaga, and uh, we were going to spell it Gaga on the box, but we ended up spelling it out properly. So, yeah, uh, yeah. And we just don't pronounce it the R I anyway. Exactly. So. Right. Yeah. So it you get the best of fan. both worlds because uh, outside of New England, they're going to want that R. Right. So <laughs> there they go. So uh, it was it was R G Sullivan that that came out with the cigar, and they they actually shut down when the embargo happened. That's what I understand. 1963, uh, it was family run and owned and operated the entire all the years, and uh, they closed it down in 63. You think it was they couldn't get the, the Cuban uh, tobacco yeah, at the time? I believe so. It was a clear Havana with a, a uh, an Indonesian wrapper, uh, and um, it just uh, I understood they couldn't get the Cuban tobacco anymore. So the the biggest factory there is shuts down because they can't get the raw materials, and that's right. when it comes down to it, it's the raw materials are, are you gone. So uh, now it's um, the regular line is just called 724. You know, I really didn't uh, think it all the way through and think about that I'd have additional lines or series coming out after it, so I just named it 724. And when we introduced the new Nicaraguan cigar, I had to call it something different, uh, so, so we went with the 1874 series. Painted black top of the box, so it definitely stands yeah. out, looks different than anything else. Well, I use, I try to use my retail experience to create this packaging. It's definitely unique from the original packaging. Yep. Uh, it's wooden box as opposed to a dress box on the right. 724, which was the original package yes. of the original 724. Exactly. So the, this wasn't a copy from anything that they no, did. No, this wasn't. Uh, I wanted to have this. The lettering on the top of the box is a direct copy from the original. And this, uh, we're on radio, so nobody can see it. But Well, you got some TV here, too. Most of the uh, boxes have the factory on the original uh, box and uh, on right. the lid. Yeah. So on this one... There's no doubt in your mind that it is still a 724, but it's definitely a unique enough packaging where you know it's a different series. Yeah, even the band is different, and, and you, you did great for the retailer because of the problems that, that we run in our right. own store that we can't tell one different from the other. Right. I'll tell you, we got a new product in the other day. There's no telling what size it is, what wrapper color it is. It's just the craziest thing ever. Somebody really didn't think it at all, uh, but the retail experience here uh, definitely shows something different. The band is totally different. Is that anything they used before, or this is really taken from the box? This is really taken from the box and through my Again, inexperience in the manufacturing with my, I, I ran into a little bit of a trademark dilemma. So my second band I had to show in commerce used the 724 logo. And also there's a couple phrases we use, which is in every case and famous for quality. Those were part of the uh, trademark. And we had to show that on the band and show it in commerce. So that's why uh, the band is so different and unique with the uh, black and gold. Yeah, you don't want to have to deal with legal teams and all that crap no, that's just going on with it. Me being not a cigar retailer and <clears throat> the resident rookie on the show, what does it mean by show it in commerce? Well, when you uh, you have to show it in commerce, show it on the shelf, show it uh, in co you know being sold. Yeah, where it's being used, how it's being used, uh, in in a catalog and in, in different right. um, specimens they call it. You know, I need specimens of how it's used. That's not typically how I hear the word specimen. No, so I, obviously. I do notice some manufacturers where I didn't think it through all the way before, but they might introduce a cigar in one size, uh, one wrapper, and then release it as a full line later. And uh, I understand they're doing that, so they show it in commerce for the trademark use. 
Very interesting. I'm learning. So what's the future hold for this brand? What do you think? You know, I really don't know, Dave. I'm uh, taking it slow. We're trying to get into uh, quality retail stores. I'm trying to use my retail experience to create this business and uh, keep it unique. I have no idea where it's going. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping for the best. Uh, you're about brick and mortars? Brick and mortar. Yeah. We're not in any large catalogs. We're no discount, no, no nothing. No discounts. Uh, we're just trying to do it the right way and, uh, you know. Grow, grow slow, no big boom. Right, no big boom. Yeah. Fortunately, I do not have to uh, rely on this to make a living. Right. So I can uh, take my time. But you I don't want to take too much time. Though, yeah, right. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, you the cigar brand can uh, fall apart quick. Well, but, you uh, know. As a retailer, and we see, you know, somebody ends up launching a brand out with a big boom, and a couple of years later, the brand is gone, the person's gone, it's over, and, you know, as I saw what you've been doing, it looks like, uh, you know, more of like the Ashton play, and you're going to be around a long time, and this is not, you know, one a one-time shot. No. You know, let let this thing have some legs. Go go around and show it off. You're getting good response in other states and things. With yeah, we're with getting people. great response. Uh very positive you know no one uh, is talked uh, harshly about it to my face anyways yeah uh, yeah we've had some uh, there's, very there's nothing not to like i mean it's a quality product there's no doubt about it it's uh not offensive in any way um as a guy that likes mild cigars i'm i'm enjoying the fuller bodied one i i smoke the regular one all the time and i'm saying well you know i'll end up going i'll smoke the fuller bodied one but it's there's no harshness to it there's no uh overpowerness that you it's very well balanced very well balanced that's the goal and well it, balanced full of flavor same people make both same people make both yeah but uh one in the nicaraguan factory and one in honduras this particular size i would i would imagine flavor-wise would I think would would appeal to me more than a thicker ring because the you can taste that binder and wrapper combination. Whereas if you had more filler, it might dilute the mix. Right. This is. Yeah, I like the narrower ring gauges. This this new Nicaraguan only comes in three sizes, and it's uh, the Corona Gorda, a uh, Torpedo, and a Robusto, which is a 54 ring. So I get a little bit of everything for different smokers and uh yeah they asking for the thick ring gauge on this already they already are and yes. dog walker in this so uh, yeah, dog walker. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i feel like you'd miss the boat if you went to 60 ring gauges on this that's a personal well, opinion yeah. and some cigars change dramatically so you you know maybe have to in your 60 ring on your regular 60 ring did you have to change the blend to give it that that uh we did taste? a little bit it's because uh, it's going to be a different cigar altogether completely different and yeah that's the, i get that comment a lot uh with 724 there is eight sizes in the original blend and people tell me that every size tastes completely different than the other yeah of course they are uh, very similar in the blend but they they do vary a little bit depending on what size and uh in order to try to get them to taste like the same cigar you have to tweak the blend in order for it to uh taste like the same cigar is it is it common practice to take what you'd be using as binder or um wrapper and inject it in kind of to the middle of the cigar so you on a thicker ring gauge you could have more of it to make it more balanced well 
We don't do that, and it might be common practice for some. Uh, I might actually experiment with that and try it. But You're I, welcome. You can have that. Yeah, you don't even have to credit me on the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because that's what he's going to do. Mr. Jonathan was going to be on there. This is the but Mr. Jonathan 724. If that makes sense of what you're saying, though. I don't know how they do it. but In the case, you know, if you're making a recipe and you're making meatballs for 10 people, you make it a certain way and you need that same kind of flavor and you're making it for 10,000 people, you're going to kick up some ingredients. Right. Right. To make them present. Well, Good idea. With a, and with a wrapper, you're only limited because by the ring gauge, you right. end up with way more filler than you have wrapper as you expand out. Speaking of wrapper, I, I dislike Indonesian wrapper, yet as a binder, just like Mexican you know, I can't stand the Mexican cigar yet. Mexican wrap is really good. Mexican as a binder is okay. Mexican filler is horrible. Indonesian as a binder, which is this, is good. Right. And there is a process that we use on this uh, this binder that uh, changes the flavor of it, which I can't really talk about right now. But uh, it's a unique process to give it... Oh, this is the scoop here, folks. This is the information we want. There, <laughs> okay, we, we may so, both lean so, on you a little bit on this one. So, without telling us, there's a little, there's a diff, special process. Yes, to uh, actually give it some sweetness, and that's really all I can say. It is all natural. There's nothing no added to it. No additives, no chemicals. But something added to the binder for sweetness, or not added. Something. It's a, a process, process that brings out the sugars. Apparently, of the regular natural leaf tobacco, brings out the sugars of the binder. Now, this is going to be, you know, I'm going to have to go further into this myself, which is have to start smoking and take the wrapper off and smoking without the wrapper and see what happens. Just yeah. to get it. I won't tell anybody, but i got to do it for myself because I have to know. You'll end up hitting them up on Facebook yeah. and saying, I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm going to have the answer. And like a good poker game, I'll just ask you when I see your eyes light up or you smile. Can't control it. I'll have the answer, and I'll know. I think. I hope you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, now that's intriguing because it's something different, and that's what I like. You you mentioned sweet caramel or something when you were smoking. Nougat. Yeah, yeah, I got a, like a like a nougat kind of flavor from a, a Snickers bar or something. You ever like taking a Snickers bar apart and just eating the nougat to see what it tastes like? I can't. I can't control myself. I go oh, right yeah. into it all the way through. Oh, yeah. I have had no self control. I've had Two one bites. deep fried. I'm oh, sure really? you have. You're just taking it to another whole extreme. That is an extreme that no one else would think of except you and maybe Tommy Grella. So we're here live at the New England Cigar Expo, folks. If you want to come down and see what this is all about, there's 20 different vendors, including 724 and their new blend, the 1874, with a little sweetness that's happening inside the binder of the cigar. little nougat type of Do you, do you get taste. one of these with your ticket? You, yes, you is do. That, is that what you're getting? Outstanding. All right, so this is the one, one you're these. going to want to try. That makes it worth it right there. You can actually people get two. People you get uh, one of the original one of each. series and uh, one of the 1874 oh, they series. Oh, for one of each, so oh. you're going to get both. Worth the ticket price right there, in my humble opinion. There we go. So if you want to come down to see us, we're at the New England Cigar Expo. It's at the Rhode Island Convention Center here in Providence, Rhode Island. You know, we made it down in about an hour and... Maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, we were going to leave at 8.30. We left at 8.05. And we got here early, looking for an open <laughs> liquor store. Couldn't find one. But uh, come on down. It's, it's a nice a little, drive. Yeah, it's, it's a little easy. hour. No traffic. Louis Tiant is here. Baseball legend, Louis, Red Sox great. The, the most fun pitcher in baseball ever, Louis Tiant and his new cigar. I'm gonna, I'm dying to try that. We're going to have to try that. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. We'll take we him want on. Louis Tiant on. Are you kidding me? Are you, 
Wow, this would be awesome. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, where's my notes here? I lost them. We're going we're gonna to talk to everybody and anybody that's willing to talk to us. Uh, cigar celebrities, uh, how to... Um, is this the information here? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to win the whole show. Of, yeah, we're going to do lots of stuff. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> and we're smoking uh, 724 right now, and this is the 1874 series. So on your way down, when you come down, make sure you light this one up and give it a try. Because we're Check out right uh, there anyway. Kurt Kendall's table. Kurt, thank you very much oh, for thanks. coming on with us. Thanks we for having it. me. I really All right. appreciate the we're, invitation. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're live here at the New England Cigar Expo. We're going to bring on anybody that's willing to talk to us. And uh, everybody's setting up and getting ready. Doors are open at 2 o'clock. So make your way down and come see us, all right? We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336 and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre. 
the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. Streaming online at 1510thezone.com. WWZN Boston. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go. The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about. Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, yeah, we're here live. The Cigar Authority live here in Rhode Island. We're at the uh, Rhode Island Convention Center at the New England Cigar Expo. The festivities start at 2 o'clock. If you want to come down, 20 cigar vendors are here, and uh, you get 20 different cigars, lots of food, drink. It's a great time. It's the first ever New England Cigar Expo, so uh, the Cigar Authority is here also. If you want to come down, there are tickets still available. They're expecting seven to 800 people here. So a special hello going out to our Providence. Uh, Rhode Island affiliate, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. Also to the other ones listening, WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHN 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, and WGAM 1250, that's ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Along with that, we are streaming across the globe on Ustream.tv and podcasted for your convenience on podcast. 
on podbeam.com and iTunes. Mm. Lots going on over here, um, and I w- would like to announce officially that um, we are broadcasting on the thecigarstation.com, a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, broadcast for radio for cigar stores, a radio station for cigar stores that officially we are on beginning October 29th. Uh, we'll be on um, twice twice on Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. So you can catch us there. Everything conveniently look, uh, put in one small package for you on thecigarauthority.com. I'm going to light up a second cigar, and with me, I'm so excited to have you here, is El Teante, Louie, Louie, Boston Red Sox great, and my favorite baseball pitcher of all time, Louie Teante. Who, uh, Louie, you had cigars come out in the past, but you've changed the blend, and yep. we have a new cigar here. Tell us a little about it. Well, I, I believe in it's better cigar now than we have it before. Sure. Better taste, it's like better, the, you well, know, the action is better. And, uh, and I like, I really like the cigar, and I think we, we're making a good change. Okay. And, uh, I, I've had them in the past. We've carried them in the past, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm lighting this up for the first time. You have a uh, red-banded one that's the Habano Rosado, Rosado, and you have the Habano Oscuro, the blue-banded one that you said is much more full-bodied. So yeah. I'll, I'll start with the red one myself because yeah. I'm a little nervous. And, yeah. and, and with you is Mike Bellady. Yep. Yes. Mike, uh, what, what do you do? I'm the co-owner and president of Tian Cigar Group. Okay. And uh, this is a change uh, on Obviously, for the better, to, to, to make the blend better and uh, w- w- to tell us about the cigar itself. Yeah, so uh, I got involved with the company about uh, a little over a year ago, and uh, Louis' son Danny and I have worked very hard for about the last year with uh, very closely with Jaime Garcia and the My Father Cigars sure. staff, um, obviously well-known in the <laughs> cigar industry. Uh, they, we, we worked on these. Uh, originally, we wanted to have these out by the July trade show. Sure. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that they were absolutely ready. Um, this, the feedback has been fantastic, and um, everyone that smoked them seems to like them. I just took my first hit, my first drawer on it. It opened my eyes up. This is not a mild cigar. E- even this red-banded one packs a punch. I right. mean, this is a serious cigar for a serious cigar smoker. Yeah, they're both medium to full-bodied. I'd say the Oscuro is uh, a, a, a bit more full-bodied than the Rosado. Uh, they're both with a, a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. Okay, Louie, you like you like this one better yeah. than Habano. Well, yeah, I like the red one better. For me, for me, I mean, depending what kind of cigar, how strong you like. You know, I mean, I I never was a big fan of, of strong cigar. I mean, I, but Mike, Mike like it. The stronger you can make it for him. Yeah, you know, yeah, Mike. He, I see him smoking he, the blue one. He, yeah, he loved that. I mean, I, I can't do that. I, I, I like it. I like it smoke and feel good about it. You know. Yeah. I, mean? I don't want to go and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. You know, and yeah. uh, and, and that's the thing. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, this the, this red one is good. I mean, uh, I smoke. I know. How long you been smoking cigars? When I was 17 years old, when the first time I smoked. So that's got to be 20, 20 years now. No, more. <laughs> yeah. more. About over 50 years. Over 50 years smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember in the 70s when you were playing with the cigar mm-hmm. in your mouth. And, jeez, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in those days you could smoke at Fenway Park. Yeah, well, yeah. I yeah. smoke in the clubhouse everywhere. 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 You everywhere. know what I mean? Uh, I, I like a cigar. I think... Uh, 
I'm not telling people to smoke, you know, and I'm not going to tell them kid because first, not you can't afford it. You can't afford it as a guy. They'll get you know, sick. They know, won't even know, like and it. And, uh, yeah, and then it's an I think taste. it's a guy is for the adult. Sure. You know, the people want to relax. People have a good dinner and then drink a cup of espresso, nice. brandy. You know, you relax and you feel like a million dollars. Sure. You, you don't have it, but you feel like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what I really like. I, I've been smoking more than 50 years now, and uh, and it's great for me. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm not trying to tell people to smoke, but it's good for me. I like it, you know. And, and it, uh, but if you're going to smoke a cigar, right? El Tiante. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. No, no question about it. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, this one. They are good. Maybe the Red Sox would have done a little better this year if they laid off the fast food <laughs> and they went to cigars in the clubhouse, right? Yeah. yeah what happened be. this year? What happened? Uh, you know, that's baseball. You that's know, I mean, baseball. It's something. Uh, I've been in the game for a long time, and uh, the problem is uh, too many people. You can point the finger to everybody. Right. You know, a lot of people do their job, but the other one don't. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, the problem. You know, I think uh, when you come out from the spin training. You have the idea. You have a great team. Yeah. You should win the pennant. You know. But they did have a great through, team. They yeah, fell apart yeah, at the end. Yeah, but just... through the year, a lot of things happen. You know, when you play 182 games, that's a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of injury, man. 162, and that's a lot of a lot of injury can be. And then we being unlucky. Last year we got a lot of injury. This year we got a few injuries. You know, and you're losing the key guys. Yeah. And it's tough for the team when you bringing. Player for triple A and trying to cover that injury player. It's hard to do that. You know, we have to be lucky if those kids come and do their job. You know, you need to do. Oh, you weren't trying guys and bringing me here. Uh, uh, it, it, and then they think you're going to work in a miracle. But that don't happen that way. You it, know? It's like they're not hungry anymore. I like the old yeah. old players. When yeah. you, you guys were hungrier, it seemed like you, you tried harder, you ran you mm-hmm. ran harder. Uh, you know, uh, at, at two guys in Nashua, uh, mm-hmm. somebody that comes in all the time and mentions you all the time is Rico Petroselli. Yeah, yeah. uh, big cigar smoker. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice guy. And you guys, unfortunately, didn't make the big bucks in those yeah, days yeah, yeah. like these guys yeah, are doing for sure. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, I don't point the finger to the player. I point the finger to the system. See, the, yeah. the system change. They're spoiling a lot of those kids. They're making it. They, everything is different. They want to change baseball. And you can't change baseball. No. I think you can throw, you can catch, and you can hit. You play. It's not, you go home. Sit down with your mother and watch TV or your grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's the way it is. And now, you know, they're babying too much. You know, you only can throw 100 pitches. You pitch them every five days. Right. You know, the pitches need to throw more. The more you throw, your hand gets stronger, and you're going to learn it quicker. You know, and, and that's the biggest problem they have. You know, and, and to me, they got more injury now than they had before. Yeah. And then what they tell you is something is wrong. They're not loosened yeah. up or whatever. They bring a pitcher in for a left-handed player, yeah. and, and uh, he pitches for one person, and he's yeah. out, and that's yeah. it. Seeing five more games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and another the problem with the kid. I mean, I, 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 I know point the finger to any of them because I, I go in the clubhouse every day. I watch, and then, and then you know, they, they lo- they're losing the game because they're making errors. They're mad. They want to win. Everybody want to go over there. I don't think the money have nothing to do with it. You want to do good when you go in the field. The problem is, it's 50 guys in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The bench in the field. Somebody going to do good. Somebody going to do course. bad. 
but they, but they all want that ring that's yeah, on your oh, finger, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what year is that ring? It's in uh, 2007. Nice. You know, man. And, and the thing is, should have wore the big one. That's yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said this year I'm looking for another one. It's getting old. I need a new yeah, one. Yeah, it's know. getting old, all right. And they, and they, and they made me wait another year. But uh, you know, that, I still love the game. I think it is uh, the best game you play here. I mean, it, it, it got it, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of, you know, uh, times when you're thinking you're going to win and you're not win, yeah. you know, and then, like I said, the, the, what I like about baseball, I mean, I like all the sport. I'm watching all the sport, but baseball, there's a difference. You have to get 27 out. And I don't care who you are, I don't care who you play with. Right. If you don't get the 27 out, you're not going to win. You can sit down and Love take it. your time, making time like a yeah. lot of other games. Here, you have to play. That's you it. have to get 27 out. Well, the I game will never end. <laughs> the game yeah, does yeah, not yeah, end yeah. without it. And, uh, and like I said, man, you look a lot of the guy there, you know, Peroya, Euclid, you know, yeah. a lot of them, they play hard. The yeah. problem is, uh, uh, to the, the guy team. we expect, they do the job, they don't do the job we expect him for. And that's where the problem happened, you know. And then with the bullpen, we got problem with them, you know, because, uh, like I say, the, the problem with the bullpen, I think, is when you bring in the bullpen, you're behind most of the time. Yeah. You know, and essentially you pay, oh, you yeah. pitch, uh, pass the seven inning, and then the eight come yeah. and the children leave and they, and they close it. But before that, every time you bring a reliever, you might be two wrong behind. You might be three wrong behind. Yeah. And then what happened? Some of these guys coming and give you three more wrong. Yeah. Now I tell you three, that's six. Yeah. Uh, and then the other come and give you two more. That's eight. <laughs> oh. You see, and, and, and that's a half for the player for the hitter to coming back. Yeah. It's not easy to do that. You know, then you need to guide the guys go over there and close the door. Right. Like, like a, a service did. See, yes. a service pitching good for us. They help you all. They help you the starting pitch and they help you the bullpen. But not everybody pitching like a service. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem when you start putting a little bit together this and this and that. That's how you're losing the game. Yeah. Well, they'll make they'll make changes and, and, this and year. That, and to me, it was sad the way we lose it, the uh, way we finish, the worst thing in baseball, beating us. You know, uh, and the least, I'd be happy if we're making the playoff. Right. I swear to God, I, I, I was happy if we're making the playoff. Get to the playoff and see what happened. You never know. Yeah. You know, but we one, even one inning that. away. But uh, we, we even did that. You know, and that's a really sad for the fans in the beginning. Yeah. Where even the owners. I know the man, nah. the man, I know that, I, I know Lucino, I know yeah. all those guys, that's what I work for, you know, and I know. And then the blame uh, then, game the next day, everybody yeah, blame and well, everybody that, else gets a, ugly. But that's the ah. one you lose, that's you lose, you, uh, that's the problem. And when they win, uh, every, every they all pump their chest out because they all won. When you lose, it's his problem, which every is time, Every time lost. you lose, everybody come out with a dirty very close. Yeah. They throw them in the, uh, everybody's face. Uh, oh, we lose it because of this guy. We lose it because they're drinking. We lose it you lose it because you're losing. It's it. Because when we used to play, the guys drinking and eating in the clubhouse. I mean, I, I never see drinking before between the game. Yeah. And I never see this guy either drinking between the game. I mean, we go, I go there every day. Yeah. And they eat after the batting practice. 
they go in there, they got a soda, yeah. or they got a sandwich, or whatever food is there. I mean, I don't think it has nothing to do with the game. You lose right. or win. But, you know, that's the problem. Now, we lost, <laughs> everything is wrong. Everything we do. Now they come out, they're drinking beer, they're drinking that. I don't know if it's true or not. I never see it. I can't you don't even you. see it. No, and you're I there. never see it. And I'm there. Yeah. But I know they are between the games. Yeah. I'd be there before the game. You know, and that's what I say. I, I don't want to open my mouth. Nah, thank God people. it wasn't a cigar because they'd be blaming the cigar. Yeah, the yeah, cigar yeah, 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 that's true. I don't believe in anything. But that's what happens when you lose yeah. every dirty, I mean, every dirty paper coming. Yeah, it's too bad. And that's bad. It's yeah. Bad. I well, think uh, we lose and we lose. Just go to the next year. I know it's hard to swell. I don't, I don't think uh, I like it. I, I, don't, I don't like it what I think. Yeah, yeah. I know what happened at all. No, you know, no. But... What are you going to do? No. You know, like I can say to people, people ask me, what do you think about it? I say, I don't play. I am fine now. I yeah. play. I am the outside like you. Yeah. I watch it. I get upset. Yeah. I get upset because I don't think we should lose it. But it happened. Well, you brush yourself off. We yeah. clean it up for next year, and hopefully we uh, we start off good and we end better than yeah, and light a victory cigar. And victory okay. cigars, yeah, and yeah. and it'll be an El Fianti for sure. Yeah, you got yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, which where, where do you come from? What what made you get into the cigar business? Uh, I I'm, I live in Massachusetts. I have known the Tians for many years, and the opportunity presented itself. So, I, and Danny's been a friend of mine for a long time. So. I got involved with the company, and certainly it was a help that I knew that they were uh, talking with my father's cigars. Okay, and uh, you know, for you to be smoking the strong cigar that you are smoking right now, and loving the strong cigars, you've been smoking for a while. I have. I've been smoking for about 17 years. Yeah, can't be your first, I'll no. tell you that. I started off with mild cigars like almost everybody else, and... Now I don't I don't really smoke many mild cigars at all. Well, as we're talking, I mean the first light up of it was very early aggression, uh, very strong for me at the beginning, but calmed right down. Yeah, right? Coming, uh, calmed down, and uh, I'm enjoying it very much as opposed to the first puff I took. Well, Jesus, <laughs> here it is to let you know you're smoking a cigar. There's no yeah, doubt yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I don't like it. Like we were talking before, I don't like a strong cigar, but I can't smoke it. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, the red one, I can't smoke it. It don't bother me at all. Man. Yeah. You know, knock me down. It don't make me feel silly. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, fine. I, I, I can't handle it. I mean, see, I can't handle it. Anybody can handle it. Just, uh, Very well, beautifully made. I'm, I'm looking at the outside wrapper of, mm -hmm. of the darker one, and it's not like... Um, any uh, coloring added to it or anything? Mm. I mean, this is all natural, 100%. Yeah. What is um, the retail price on these? Uh, the MSRP on the they, they come in four sizes. Each blend they come in a robusto, a, tor uh, a pyramid, a uh, toro, and a toro gordo, a six by sixty. And the robusto retails for right around six eighty a stick. Oh, good. Uh, good and fair they, price for sure. All of them MSRPs are nine or under. Okay. And uh, obviously, Don uh, Don Garcia, sort of making all Nicaraguan, as far as you know, Nicaraguan blend. It's uh, binder and fillers, Nicaraguan. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on both. Okay. Okay, very, very, very nice. And as you noted, they have that traditional sort of Pepin Jaime Garcia spice. Yeah. They, they have a little Which bit of a kick to them. A little black pepper taste, for sure, and uh, very enjoyable. I like it very much. Well, to, to both of you, the best of luck with this. Thank uh, you, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much, and uh, an honor to always talk to you no, and see you. Thank you. You're thank a good man. Thank you for man. having me in the show. My thank you. Friend. Thank I you. Really appreciate it. Good uh, luck to you and your family. And thank you. Thank you. That's uh, thank Louis Tiant and, and Mike Bellity. We'll see uh, much more of you uh 
in the future with this cigar. Absolutely. Folks, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, we're going to bring on more cigar celebrities that are around here, including uh, the folks from the CRA. Hopefully we get them on here and tell us all the uh, political stuff that's going on trying to take away our cigar smoking. Uh, we, we were, we're out here uh, outside of the convention center here in Providence, Rhode Island, at the New England Cigar Expo. The doors open at 2 o'clock, so come on down, make your way down here. 20 different cigar vendors, and uh, a real good time, and you meet Louis Tiant uh, for sure. Come on down and try his cigar. So, folks, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Fleur de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. 
Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle. Super-premium vodka. Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, and we are back live here with the Cigar Authority at the Cigar Expo. With plenty of material right here. It's yeah. just walking by. you got plenty of material. John Hart, <laughs> the man, the myth, and the legend. <laughs> We're here live at the New England Cigar Expo. Um, today, October 15th, we're in Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Convention Center. This is the New England Cigar Expo, the first of its kind. We're expecting seven to 800 people coming down. Doors are open at 2 o'clock. If you're listening to the show and you want, you want to be part of this thing, tickets are available. Make your way down. This is going to be a giant cigar festival, the first of its kind and hopefully the first of many. And with us here, if things work out well and the government doesn't shut us down from smoking outside that will continue to be able to do this is Glenn Loop from the CRA, Cigar Rights of America. Glenn, thanks for coming in. It is great to be here, Dave. It's like I follow you from Boulder, Colorado <laughs> to Providence. We're doing one end of the country to the other. Hey, whatever we got to do, because we have to fight for our rights to enjoy a premium cigar, not bothering anybody. Leave us alone and let us do this. We're not hurting anybody, not even ourselves. You would think that would be a pretty simple message. 
But in the halls of Congress or, or any given state capital, it is still a very complex thing to try to get across that all we're trying to do is enjoy a premium cigar, that there are over 8,000 jobs associated with this from the retail sector alone in this country, 85,000 jobs across the board with the supply chain, and that doesn't count over a quarter million folks depending upon this industry in Central America. Right. And even outdoors, you know, we tried to have, we had a little tent here that we're going to put ourselves in in case the sun came in too strong uh, with the wind blowing and things like outside. It's a beautiful day out here. It's it's not bad at all, and we can do without. But we set it up, and they said, you know, you're not going to be able to smoke outdoors if you have that tent above you. Well, what's the amazing thing, and we're starting to send this piece out all across the country. Dr. Michael Siegel, he's not far away from here. He's head of the Boston University School of Public Health. He's an anti-tobacco guy. He says there is zero scientific validity to outdoor smoking bans. That the, it's only hurting the tobacco control people that they want outdoor smoking bans. So I think that kind of says it all. Don't well, listen to us, listen to the doctor. And sometimes you're even hearing the thing about littering. Well, littering is a problem. First off, the ingredients of this product is a tobacco leaf. We, we actually, leaf. we've got tons of leaves on the ground all over right, us. It's fall here in New England, so leaves are falling. This is a, a leaf. And the, the issue is littering, where if you have a littering problem, you have laws against that and, you know, fight the littering issue and, and fine people or whatever. But there's no littering problem. It's not like a cigarette butt. Um, it's made out of fi- the filter's fiberglass, and it, it takes billions of years to break down. Yeah, It's just our, a leaf. Ours is biodegradable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very natural product. It should, shouldn't be a problem. Uh, you know, what we quote often is monograph number nine that's out there, which is, is saying that not only is there no validity to secondhand smoke, that as a premium cigar smoker, there is no validity to premium cigars, cigars are bad for you in any way. Actually, quite the opposite, that if you partake in two cigars a day, it may extend your life. That's right. Well, and Dave, you've walked with us through the halls of Congress. You've been in Washington, D.C. with us. We pull out this form. It's a 30-year study from the National Cancer Institute, as you mentioned. It says the average cigar smoker that enjoys the two cigars is going to live longer because we have less stress. We're, we're happier human beings. Leave us alone. We're going to live longer. The only stress we're getting is the stress from the government trying to shut us down and trying to extend our life. It could be an entire new class action lawsuit. Yeah. Us suing them for a change. That would Wouldn't be nice. That be something. <laughs> So now the event here that, that we're at, which is the New England Cigar Expo, the first of its kind, buying a ticket here actually gets you a membership into the Cigar Rights of America. It does. And this is a, a part of a wonderful long string of events that began in April of this year where we're now building a CRE membership into the event. It happened at the Midwest Smoke in Indiana. We just did a marvelous event in Seattle with the Seattle Cigar Expo. We got over 620 members in one day. Uh, we did the same thing with, with Mario last weekend in Columbus, Ohio, for CigarExplorer.com. Yeah. This is the easiest, quickest uh, way for CR to build its membership base. And we just cannot thank the folks with Cigar Masters and you guys at Two Guys and everybody that pulled this thing together. Uh, it's a way to grow our New England membership like no other. The, the membership, those that are listening to the show or maybe catching the podcast of it, if you're not a member of it, you're not here, and you're not getting a free membership, it's only $35. And your $35 makes a big, big difference because it's a non, another member. It's not the $35, but you're another member, and it's it's somebody else to be counted on our side. That's exactly right. We it's like a, we did a, a presentation at the uh, Cigar Fishing Out of Big Smoke a couple of years ago in Vegas, and we said, you're no longer a cigar smoker. 
you're a cigar voter. Yeah, we go. And you've got to be thinking of yourself as, as when you're casting that vote, how does my given member of Congress or the State House, how do they feel about my issues? How do they feel about smoking bans? How do they feel about taxation? How do they feel about regulation? And then start pulling the lever like that, and that's when we'll start to make a tangible political difference. Right now, there's enough members of CRA in this, in this country to change some elections. Nice. And we need to start thinking in that context, especially our friends in Florida. The cigar industry, given how many corporate offices are based in, in Florida, we should be the gateway right. if you want to carry Florida. We've got to start getting the attitude across. If you want to run for president of the United States, don't even walk into Florida until you've spoken to the cigar industry. And then, likewise, when we start documenting those votes, whether you're Massachusetts or Rhode Island or, or Iowa, when we start constituting ourselves as a voting block, our issues are going to start to flip our way. That's the beautiful, beautiful thing about politics. It goes in cycles. Okay, so we're building, and we need your help. Go to CRA.org. CigarRights.org. Oh, CigarRights.org. Go to CigarRights.org. You can join online for $35. We give you two great cigars in the mail. Or if you join right here today at the New England Cigar Expo, we do the same thing on the spot. There we go. So uh, if, if you can't make your way down, and I urge you to do that and, and – uh, Give a uh, props to uh, somebody trying to uh, start a new thing over here, which is the New England Cigar Expo. Uh, try to make your way down, but if you can't, go on to cigarrights.org. $35. Just join. You're going to get a couple of cigars anyway, uh, but you should do it just because you're a cigar smoker and you support the cause because the cause is your right to enjoy premium cigars, not necessarily indoors, but, you know, some people can't smoke cigars in their own house now. Well, my, our membership director that you know well, Brian Berman yes. in California, lives in a neighborhood where it is actually illegal for him to smoke on his back porch in his own jacuzzi, and the neighbors can call the fire department to report him if he does. The fire department? The fire department. Because the fire department writes tickets. They, they Very can. confusing. It's in California. <laughs> I, my, my favorite one's a community in Colorado where you're allowed to call 911 to report somebody smoking. <laughs> it gets more bizarre. Make this stuff up. And the craziest things, that they become true, and as wild as you can possibly think, it, it, it becomes true that it really ends up happening. I can't. Only in a bad way. It's not like someone invented a flying car in their mind and then 20 years later cars fly. This is bad. This is someone thinking, how can I infringe upon someone's rights? You know what? Why don't you call 911 next time someone smokes a cigar? Well, and a lot of it is the ignorance of the person. The person believes out there because of bad media, because of bad stories that have no credibility at all that say that it's bad, and they believe it. Well, it's like uh, our friend here, Alan Nolan, here from Virginia with us, the CRA ambassador. He and I had our local member of Congress, Robert Goodlatte, come into our local cigar shop two weeks ago for what we called a cigar town hall. The congressman asked some very legitimate questions. He was becoming educated about the process. He asked a lot of science and health and biological questions. After we went through the litany, like we were talking about monograph yeah. number nine, the congressman said, I'm cool with this. I'll sign on. Nice. It was an educational process. The guy didn't know. He, yeah. And once we walked through the process and he looked at Alan and he says, I'm okay. And then two days ago, he showed, showed up uh, signing onto the bill. So what can we do to let the people know? Because the news media is not covering the stories. Well, I'm fond of saying, and we have to be self-critical sometimes uh, in this industry. And if you read the book, Velvet Glove, Iron Fist, which yes. is a very academic history of the sm anti-smoking movement, you realize that... Started really, by Adolf Hitler. Well, it was, but if you realize that in this country, we really started, as a cigar sector, we really should have started getting our act together in the late 80s, early 90s. In terms of differentiating yeah. ourselves from the rest of the tobacco universe, creating a different image uh, for this industry, 
fighting for our own exemptions, our own amendments, our own laws. Yeah. And if we started then, but we will not be the first industry nor the last to claw their way back from political Armageddon. Okay. Now, like I said, politics goes in cycles. And, and I think we've seen things swing, swing to the right, they swing to the left, and then they come back towards the middle. And I think the fact that this, this year, 2011, 11 states had legislation to either roll back parts of their smoking bans, amend smoking bans, have preferential treatment for cigars, it's indicative of the economy, it's an indicative of a, of a rebellion against the regulatory environment, it's indicative of a rebellion against the nanny state. Yeah. Um, people are trying to, tired of having their lives controlled. And I think 11 states is reflective of, of a trend that we can capitalize on. Good. It's, it's time to be offensive instead of defensive, which is how we played for years. Well, and the FDA bills that are now filed, H.R. 1639 <laughs> yeah. and Senate Bill 1461, is really the first time, at least at the national level, the cigar industry truly has gone on offense. Right. It's saying we're going to protect ourselves, and this is the way to do it from FDA regulation. And as of yesterday, there's 84 sponsors wow. on the bill. Great. That's a serious chunk of the United States Congress, 435 members of Congress, 84 have signed on the bill. We know of at least three others that will be on there by Tuesday. Uh, the Senate bill's now been filed, and Senator Nelson and Senator Rubio of Florida filed it. Senator Toomey of, of Pennsylvania just signed on to that bill. Uh, we're going to round up you know, a, a nice chunk of senators here over the next 30 days. Uh, but that's another thing you can do on our site or the IPCPR website is yes. sign the petition. Now we can literally say as of today, tens of thousands of cigar smokers across the country have signed those petitions. We'll be collecting them here today uh, at the uh, New England Cigar Expo. Uh, where you can sign the petition, we will forward it to your member of Congress to let them know how you feel about this. You stuff. do all the work for them. All you got to do is either push the button on the website or sign up right here. We'll take care of the rest. We'll deliver the message uh, and do it in concert with folks like you. Well, beautiful. Couldn't be easier. So I, I urge everybody to do it. Cigarrights.org. Make a difference. You know, everybody complains all the time. You're part of the problem if you're not, you know, pushing the button. Just push the button. Help us out a little bit. Help yourself out a little bit and, and, and make a difference. Don't well, just uh, folks don't realize how real this is. Yeah, we oh. we know FDA is studying the, the Canadian model, the European model for tobacco control. We know they want to ban the walk-in humidor. We just heard of one out in Boulder uh, when we were out there in August that. There's a, the number two lady at FDA wants to have it so that you press a button, a buzzer, to verify your, your driver's license before you can walk into a cigar shop. And already our friends at Smoker Friendly were cited because they didn't card an adult again when they walked into the humidor. That kind of garbage is real. It's here right now. You would have to card somebody before they walked in, which means you would have have a bouncer outside <laughs> your door. Well, believe it or not, one of the things FDA was talking about was to have a required staff member that does nothing but card people in your shop. A lot of these people, <laughs> just so everybody understands, a cigar shop is, is a one-man operation. It's a real mom and pop. You're talking about hitting the, 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 the smallest company there is you know a, a one-man operation a mom and pop and that's what it is the whole even manufacturers i mean this this goes all the way down this is a real cottage small little industry well it's a, along those lines we were sitting at cigar masters last night and i was doing an interview on the phone with our friends at tobacco outlet business magazine and we brought this up in this context i was quoting uh new york assemblywoman michelle schimmel she's carrying the bill for a tax cap in new york yeah, how's that and going? It's well. It got through the Senate, got into Senate budget, so we can just concentrate on the Assembly. One of the quote-unquote good things about New York politics is if it gets through one chamber, it keeps it alive going into the next session, so we can start fresh, just concentrating on the Assembly in, in uh, January 2012. But Assemblywoman Schimmel 
put it as succinctly as anybody. She said, she said, this is not about tobacco. It is not about smoking. It is about another empty building on Main Street America. Right. You wow, can't get it more clear. Than, you can't get more clear than that. And she's a she's a non-smoker who's carrying this bill because she knows it's the right thing to do. She's got two great shops in her in her in her uh, district, and our, our friend Boris Grossman's out, out in her district yeah. and is helpful with that. And and nobody could put it better. And she's a non-tobacco person who gets it. And uh, I just think that's a succinct message that that tobacco shops, cigar shops, are part of a community fabric that need to be protected, just like the hardware store or the pharmacy. And folks, so you understand what the tax is in New York? You're talking 75 percent, enough to put you out of business. And stores are losing their businesses. Stores are well, hundred-year-old businesses. The stores have closed. Stores have actually people have lost their jobs. People have lost their livelihoods that were paying for mortgages and their college, the kids' college yeah. education. In New York, it it happened in Syracuse just recently, and and we also know that the state's losing. We know that OTP tax collections are dramatically down. We know box shipments are down in the state of New York. They're they're cutting their nose to spite their face. So going from 30 percent to 75 percent, they think they're going to make a lot of money. They made less. Absolutely. People buy out of the state. And it's over. It goes mail order wise, and that's it. The state makes less money. Lower, lower it, or put a tax cap on it. Which Rhode Island? We're in Rhode Island. Rhode Island tested it a few years back at 50 cents. They went from a 30% tax to a 50 cent cap on their 30% tax as a test. They ran that test for two years. It became highly successful. They made twice as much as they did without the tax cap. The stores ended up doing much, much better. The government made more money. Lower the tax, make more money. It's it's good business. You would think it would be another easy message to sell. But uh, our opposition, the folks at Heart, Lung, Cancer, Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, the the healthcare nonprofits, have done, again, a magical job of lumping this wonderful product into every other uh, giant demonized basket of everything that's evil in the world. And and they sell their message to the political community. Again, with the advent of CRA in, in late 2008, the great work that IPCPR has been doing, that message is starting to shift and change, but we cannot get into enough offices quick enough. Wow. Well, Glenn Luke, thank you for joining with us. And, uh, folks, if you want to make your way down to uh, the Cigar Expo, please do. You, your entry in here automatically gets you, you into the CRA. If you're listening and you're not going to come down, please join the CRA by going to CigarRights.org. Yep. Click the button. Click the button, $35, you become one of us. That's it. As opposed to one of them. It's a great Because they assume that you're one of them if right. you're not one of us. That's right. That's exactly so we right. need to be counted. So please do so. Uh, real quick, I just yep. cannot thank you guys at Two Guys Enough. The new Cigaropoly, putting a place <laughs> card on there for CR is the most wonderful. This puts us into eternal history by having it on Cigaropoly on that You board. know, I, I urge you to play the game. I can't wait. Because... Every time, and I've played a, a dozen times myself, every time I lose, I lose because the cigar tax See, wipes you out. You land on that $500 place and you're, That's you're it. shot. You're shot. It doesn't matter if you have cigar stores. It doesn't matter if you have cigar factories. When you hit the tax enough times, you end up going out of business, and that's it. Check the cards out. Join the CRA. Is in there. There's lots of things. It's Boy, the game actually worked. Playing it out, it's exactly real life here in 2011. And that was an accident. You didn't plan that ahead of time. It just happened. That's the way it is, because that's the truth. That's the, the tax will put you out of business. It's every time. Yeah. Every time. And it helps nobody. So everybody ends up losing. Well, thank you, David. It means thank a lot. 
lot. Thank you. Appreciate That's Glenn it. Loop, CigarRights.org, and we're going to move right along so we can bring as many people as we can. Uh, we're here, as I said, to uh, at the uh, in Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Convention Center in Providence. This is the New England Cigar Expo. And next, uh, let me get my notes here. We have Clay Roberts. Clay, come on and join us. I'm going to put this great cigar down, the El Tianti, because I want to, and I've been wanting to, try this cigar in quite a, for quite a while. This is the San Latano Oval. And instead of a round cigar, instead of a box press cigar, we have an oval cigar from A.J. Fernandez. Uh, he's the maker of the cigar, um, and he made an oval cigar. I remember a, a, a cigarette brand years ago called English Ovals. That's what it brings to mind here. But an oval cigar, San Latino Oval, and this is Clay Roberts. Welcome aboard. Thank you. How are you today? Very good. Very good. Beautiful day here in Providence. And, yes. Uh, obviously, we're all looking forward to this uh, beautiful event. Doors should open up in a little while, and uh, we're expecting a great time here and, uh, you know, pushing our, our rights to smoke. Absolutely. Uh, we're outdoors, but uh, maybe someday we'll We'll get back indoors where we belong. I say we're outdoor adjacent, yeah, which we're means adjacent. we're not quite in the street yet. Right, right, right. So uh, where do you come from? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about you, nor the cigar, so uh, bring us to... Uh, uh, A.J. Fernandez is a uh, third-generation uh, Cuban blender and grower, and uh, San Latano was actually his grandfather's line in the 1940s in Cuba. Okay. And uh, obviously, uh, AJ and the family ha had to escape to Nicaragua, and in the last 20 years have perfected this brand. So what's really neat is that this is actually a uh, homage to his grandfather, this line, and uh, it's very, very cool. And uh, AJ is a very, very talented young blender, 31 years old. And full of passion, and just a, just a great a great guy, a true true cigar maker. Okay, and and you came uh, along with him recently. I've been with the company. This this division's a new division. San Latano was created for brick and mortar only. Okay. Uh, we make a lot of cigars for Cigars International. Yeah. We do Ave Maria, Diesel, Man of War, and several other brands, and a lot of retailers were saying to us, you know, we love those brands, but those are catalog CI brands. Yes. And so... House AJ, brands for General Cigar or... Yeah, know, correct. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, AJ decided to make a brand for brick and mortar only, and here now is San Latano, which is under the AJ Fernandez banner. Okay. And uh, an all-Nicaraguan cigar? Uh, they are blends. Okay. Uh, we have plantations in several countries. Uh, our main operation is in Esteli, Nicaragua. And we uh, actually just broke ground on a new factory. So we'll have a, we're building a 150,000-square-foot factory oh my. in Esteli. And on the plantation, we're actually building a 12-bedroom uh, guest house to host people. So anybody wants to come down in the future and hang out with us for the weekend, anybody is welcome to come hang out. Hey, jump on a plane, get down to Nicaragua, Esteli, Nicaragua, and uh, hang out at the A.J. Fernandez. Uh, is it yeah. the A.J. Fernandez factory? It is the A.J. Fernandez factory, and uh, you have to bring a restraining order. But other than that, you're good yeah, to come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. So are you national sales? I am the VP right now of the okay. company. And uh, I handle all of our marketing and media and uh, wacky design work. You'll see some of our crazy ads coming out. Okay. And uh, I say our corporate culture is uh, fun and and exciting, and we back it up with a with a very uh, you know quality product that we really really stand behind. Well, How you exactly got, do you yeah. make an oval cigar? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. 
You got a young gun doing some new things. You know, yeah. a 31 year old uh, young gun that really knows his stuff anyway. Uh, you know, I've, I've tried some of the blends and things over the years and stuff, and there's a lot of attention being looked at, at, at Fernandez and saying, uh, you know, we, we got a, uh, a, a young uh, up and comer for sure. Absolutely, and, and AJ is actually, now a lot of people do say this, I've heard this throughout the industry, but this is actually the truth, is that AJ is actually the protege of Alejandro Avina. Okay. And so uh, before Alejandro's passing, a lot of those secrets were given to AJ. Uh, Alejandro was like AJ's uncle, fake uncle. Okay. Not blood relative, but they grew up next door to each other in uh, Cuba, and so AJ has all of these trade secrets, and I think the Oval is kind of the forefront of AJ's future. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's, it's really different. a beautiful cigar. Yeah. You're, you're walking around the store looking for something different. Even though you're looking for something palette-wise maybe different, you can't stop, but you can't help but notice. It, it looks different. It feels different in your hand. It feels different in your mouth. This, I think, would be a, yeah. certainly a, get someone on the impulsive buy. Those listening uh, on the radio, it's uh, you imagine a box press without any corners. Yeah. You know, it's rounded corners. It's oval. Yeah, basically, if you, if you took a big lighter and put it on its side, elliptically, that's yeah, what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. It's great, so when you golf, it doesn't roll off the cart. Right. It's 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 nice. It's comfortable. This is a uh, Corona size, I would This is the Corona size Corona and uh, has a uh, five-year-age Brazilian wrapper from the Fuego family in Bahia, Brazil. And then the fillers are uh, Nicaraguan, Honduran, and uh, there's some of AJ's secret filler, which he told me I could tell you that's whatever we think it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's never telling me. <laughs> It's uh, it's burning well, beautiful, beautiful white ash. It's constructed, you know. It's it's packed. It feels like maybe it wasn't going to draw, but it's a perfect draw. It was you know, very packed. dense when you when I first yeah. was handed it. So it's it's very very different, very unique. Um, a a fuller body flavor. Sure, sure. It's, it, it's uh, got a lot of flavor to it. It's on the heavier side than, than the light side. We're chain smoking here. I'm, 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 <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah, right. I'm five cigars into the two hours. And we're here for another five. So. I plan to be 20 cigars yeah. and 13 scotches, so interview me later. It'll be a lot of fun. Right, right. And So uh, uh, this is the uh, first uh, unique thing of happening in New England, and it's, it's good that you guys came in because I think to a lot of people this is going to be something new that um, the consumer may not have seen yet or, or know. First time I saw you guys were at this year trade show correct uh, first time showing it right correct so uh, hey this is it what is this uh, retail for uh, we're somewhere depending on the state uh, somewhere around seven to ten dollars depending oh. on your state's tax okay <laughs> so in California that might be five hundred dollars right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or New York another five hundred but, but he, for, for us in New Hampshire where it's at seven dollars Rhode Island seven dollars and fifty cents because they have a 50 cent cap correct and that's that's a beautiful thing actually yeah. for the consumer and uh, obviously you know we're trying to support that as a manufacturer and again as a as a grower and manufacturer we're not we're not a secondary market company and we have, actually have our own plantations and it's important to us to really produce a product that the public enjoys and is available throughout the country. And actually now, I just came back from a around-the-world trip and I did a Yes, you, you said, yeah. oh, my God. When you say around-the-world trip, it wasn't like he was in Connecticut. Uh, where did you come from? Uh, well, I did the trade show in Germany. It was the Inner Tobacco. Yeah. And uh, European market's a very interesting market for non-Cuban product. 
And then I did events in uh, Dubai, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand. And here in Rhode Island. Next and then here I am in Rhode Island. <laughs> Nothing a Delta Red Eye can't fix. That's it. it and is the cap of the, that trip is Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island. You've arrived. Yeah, you have arrived. <laughs> Actually, it's nice here. It's very enjoyable to be here. I think, yeah. I, I think I have to do uh, somewhere in North Dakota next Thursday, so talk to me then. Oh, my God. So, so you're the guy, you're the truly worldwide I'm basically the face of the company right now. AJ, uh, AJ is a traditional farmer. I mean, he's he's a, a marketing machine third, and so basically they said, put your ugly face on everything, go handle the marketing and uh, the face of the company. Okay. Because AJ, when he leaves the factory, he gets very nervous. And he's struggling with English still. He's he's working on his English, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I think he's a little. People some people think he's very standoffish at events, and it's literally because he's uncomfortable to speak English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want to offend people, and it, it, very very sweet. Very genuine guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I, I've seen him. Couldn't could barely talk with him. So, yeah, uh, I didn't <laughs> join know, the but, club. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no it's interesting. You speak Spanish, obviously, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. We just had Louis Tiant on, and uh, we were. I was standing over there, and the guys were saying that they typically don't have to listen this hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> It actually could play in the ra- into radio. You kind of have to really pay attention to what's going on, yeah. so you catch every word. I'll, I'll be honest with you. A couple of things I missed, and I was you know, we can not, tell right. Yeah. <laughs> when you just smile and nod. Right. Yeah. That's it. I don't know exactly what he said. So interesting. Are they? What is there plans for other things besides the oval? You have a Connecticut version. Yeah, we have the ovals are uh, is a uh, some of the AJ's obviously he's been sitting on this tobacco for years, and then we have our standard San Latano line, which comes in a uh, Connecticut, a Maduro, and a Habano. And uh, the only difference is uh, with the oval, it's a little a little more aged on it, and obviously that construction. Actually, according to AJ, the construction of the oval on that blend has to be in this oval shape to maximize the flavor. Really? According to AJ. I mean, okay. this guy's like a mad scientist. It's really cool to go to the factory and watch him. Well, I love seeing unique things, and this is certainly unique. And, it's uh, definitely different. <laughs> I, I look forward to all the copycats that are going to come out about a year from now, which is usually what ends up happening. That any good idea usually gets uh, ripped off and copied. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's been fun. It's and uh, I, I actually come out of a different industry originally, and this has oh, been. What's uh, that? I'm from the movie and television industry. Really? Yes. Oh, Mr. Jonathan wants to get in there if you can get anything in there. Well, nothing, nothing really. Huh? If he, he just if, made that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ran out of stuff to talk about, so he makes no, up facts. No. Nothing 125 bucks won't fix. Yeah. So what did you do in movie and television? As a producer. Really? Yeah. Anything that we would know? Uh, the Charlie's Angels movies and... No uh, kidding! Yeah, and um, Pros vs. Joes. I survived a Japanese game show. I worked wow. for Travel Channel for about seven years. It's uh, Kate... What the heck is her last name? Kate. It's her birthday. Yeah, but she's the real Charlie's Angels. Right. Kate Jackson. Oh, you Kate Jackson. the movies. Yes, Kate Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It's your birthday today. Is it today or is it the 29th? Because we did the prep for both shows. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we're going to do a show uh, right after this when all the people come in, and it's going to be played on the 29th. So uh, those folks listening on the radio, uh, the 29th show is going to be live from here. Not live from here. It'll be from here. Those that are still listening in and want to catch the next show, we'll probably do it in about a half hour, Scott. Yep. And um, they can get that on Ustream. CigarAuthority.com. Everything happens on our website. Okay, go on CigarAuthority.com. Ours too. Yes. And what do they do? They they watch it. Watch it live. Yes. Okay. Watch As it's on. happening. Okay. In real time, on our right. website. So, what would make you leave? What I would imagine a very and especially with the uh, Charlie's Angels movies and the different things you said, to leave there and come into of all things. Tobacco. Getting well, my uh, parents are brother and sister, so that might have had something to do. Oh, with it. okay. Yeah. 
No, uh, listen, I've been a cigar smoker for 20 years, and uh, my entertainment attorney was a gentleman named Rocky Patel. Really? Before Rocky was in the oh, cigar no business. Oh, kidding. So I've, I've been around Rocky for years, and we were good friends, and he's a, he's a phenomenal guy. Sure. And, um I think as I as I watched him grow, I said, you know, this that business seems like a lot of fun, and the entertainment business is great and has its has its perks. Yeah, like but, hot girls. So you're going to go from an industry that's filled with hot girls willing to do just about whatever they can to get to in. get the break, and you go to all guys. Yeah, to a guy on a rascal with an oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, this is this is a fantastic industry, and I and I really enjoy it. And uh, working for a guy like AJ is is really a treat because. It, it, you know, he has such passion, and he's so genuine to make someone's dream come true. And it's kind of what the movie industry and TV industry is. You're making dreams yeah. come true. And it's really there's really not a lot of difference between the two. Isn't that awesome? That's that, that's good. You live in California? I do live in, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. All right. But we're going to see you around because you're just going to be a traveling nut now forever. Uh, that's it. I'm, I'm on the road, and uh, you'll see me here and there. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's come down here and see me and see us. Beautiful. see the CRA. Uh, Clay Roberts from San Latano, thank you very, thank much, you very much for joining us in. And uh, once again, folks, we are live here. In Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Convention Center in Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. This is the New England Cigar Expo. Doors are opening in just a little while. Uh, we're expecting about 700 people to come in. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, the, this show is going to be over, but you can catch us on the Cigar Authority, and you can watch the show that's going to go on after that. In the meantime, thanks, everybody, for checking, checking in on us. And, uh, hey, CigarRights.org. You know, help us out, cigarrights.org, and be Be part of the solution, not part of the problem, all right? Thanks, everybody, for joining in. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.